0: Look at the adversary. Look at the enemy. That's who I want the Bearcats to be in 2023. I'll explain why. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. It's free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, including if you watch us on YouTube. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode, which today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, June 1st, 30 days from now, 30 days from now, the Bearcats are officially members of the Big 12, which means 93 days from now, the Bearcats' first game will be against Eastern Kentucky on Saturday, September 2nd, which was announced yesterday. The Big 12 announcing yesterday kickoff times for week one and select games. The Bearcats season opener will be at 3.30 p.m. Saturday, September 2nd. Personally, my favorite time for a game, so looking forward to that. 3.30 kick. I'll save that for segment three because I I got some thoughts on that, and I'm going to break some news to you. So, Why am I saying look at the enemy, look at the adversary for who I want the Bearcats to be this year? So I'm going to take you back to New Year's Day night, if that's even a thing. So the night of New Year's Day, is that better? Okay, good song, New Year's Day. So the Cincinnati Bearcats, not the Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, actually, yes. The Cincinnati Bearcats, here's who I want them to be like. Let's first look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now I know, I know, it's the Steelers. The, the Bengals are 4-1 in the last five games against them. Why are you scared of them? You shouldn't be. But New Year's Day night, I'm watching the Steelers play the Ravens. The Steelers should not have won that game, but they did. And I came away from that game, and I remember thinking, Pittsburgh was 7-8 and eight on the way outside looking in at the playoff picture. But what that win a com- and the Ravens had three more wins than they did. The Ravens were still playing for a division title. The Bengals ultimately won it that week. But what I took away from that game was the Steelers, no matter how bad it might look during the season, and there have been times each of the last two seasons where it has looked bleak. They were 4-8 and eight last, they were 2-6, and six. they were 2-6 and six last year. After beating the Bengals in the season opener, which I deem a fluke to this day, the Steelers lost six of their next seven games. And the only game they won came against a bad Tampa Bay team. The Steelers were not a good team, yet somehow, once they beat the Ravens, they gave themselves the opportunity to win next to win the following week and finish with a winning record, which would continue Mike Tomlin's streak of 16 straight non-losing seasons as Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. He has never had a losing season as head coach. And I mentioned Mike Tomlin used to coach for the Bearcats? And so, you can be jealous of what the Steelers have accomplished. You can be jealous of what of how consistent they are, you can't ever get rid of them. Maybe that's who you want the Bearcats to be. Again, the Cincinnati Bearcats, and I mentioned this yesterday, if they go to a bowl game this season, which I do believe they will, if they go to a bowl game this season, the Cincinnati Bearcats, that's not what I want. The Cincinnati Bearcats have never been to six straight bowl games. At least I don't think they have. So I mentioned to you, no, they have not. So I mentioned to you that when they went to the humanitarian bowl in 1997 against Utah state, that was their first bowl game appearance since 1951. Yeah. Or no, I think it was a, no, 1950, 1950. No, was it? It was 51, I believe. Did they go to a bowl game that year? Let's see. Oh, no, they didn't. So 1950. All right. 1950. So 47 years without a bowl game. Yeah, that's what you call not good. But since then, they've only missed bowl games in 98, 99, 03, 05, 10, 16, and 17. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. So in the last 26 seasons, the Bearcats have 19 straight bowl games. Or 19 bowl games. Pretty good. That's why that's who I want them to be. Continue to be. That model of consistency. Look at the enemies and adversaries of Cincinnati Sports, the Steelers. The St. Louis Cardinals. And here's how, here's how good the Cardinals are and how consistent they are. So they got off to a 10-20 and 20 start. If you look at the MLB standings, at the time of this recording, which was yesterday, if you look at the MLB standings, the St. Louis Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals are only four and a half games out of first place. And by the way, they're now 25-32. and 32. So they're 15 and 12 in the last 27 games, which is not great, but it's better than being 12 and 15. So the Steelers, the Cardinals, Xavier basketball over the last and Bearcats basketball too. But look at the teams that you don't like. Look at like look at whoever in football. College football. Now there's only a select few, and not really many of Cincinnati's rivals. But the Bearcats are on a level of consistency right now. Last year was their first year making five straight bowl games, or actually second time making five straight bowl games in school history. 11 through 15 was their first. The Bearcats have been one of the most consistent programs in college football over the last 19 years. Let's continue to be that way. And you watch the Steelers last year, and you wonder how the heck did they end up 9 and 8? And if you think about it, if they had beaten Miami, which they easily could have, Kenny Pickett threw a, threw a just an egregiously bad interception in that game. If they had beaten the Jets, if they had beaten, I don't know, The I mean, the Bengals only beaten by seven in Pittsburgh. There were games that the Steelers, I mean, they, they lost to the Ravens. The Steelers could have won some of those games and gotten into the playoffs. And that's with a terrible situation, with a less than ideal situation of quarterback, and your best player on defense and best player on the team being out. If you're Cincinnati, I want them to be like that. That tough, nasty culture that no matter what happens throughout the course of the season, there are going to be some ups and downs. I want the Bearcats to be like the Steelers. You know who else I want them to be like? I'll tell you next after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you. My FanDuel Sportsbook right now, make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. What I love about FanDuel is they have great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and I get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Right now visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash On FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back here on Locked On, Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The NBA Finals starting tonight between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Game one on ABC from Ball Arena in Denver. 8.30 8.30 is when ABC's coverage begins with NBA Countdown. Looking forward to watching the second-ever eight seed in the finals against one of the most dominant teams we've seen in recent playoff history in the Denver Nuggets, led by two-time MVP Nikola Jokic. Also Jimmy Butler's first NBA Finals appearance. So much going to happen in this series. Miami, by the way, is making this. is So since 2006 – this is their one, this is their seventh NBA Finals appearance in the last, let's see, in the last seven, 18 years. Seven NBA Finals appearances in the last 18 years. Golden State has seven. So Miami and Golden State in the last 18 seasons have the same number of NBA Finals appearances. That's consistency right there that you want to see. The Lakers can't say they've been to seven NBA NBA finals in the last 18 years. The Celtics can't say that. The San Antonio Spurs cannot say that. And neither can any other dominant team in the Eastern or Western Conference. So if you're Cincinnati, like, I want them to be where if they have a down season, which they could this season, they still have a chance to play for something meaningful. Let me give you another example. So Tuesday on on NFL Network and during the offseason, I love what they do here. They have a player's choice every Tuesday. So Kenneth Walker the third, the star rookie running back for Seattle last year, was the player this week, and he got to pick the programs that we as the viewers got to see. And one of the Programs he chose was NFL Network's greatest games, Saints versus Seahawks. And that game, I remember watching that game live. Obviously, the most memorable moment from that game was the Beastquake. But how many of you remember Seattle was a losing team going into the playoffs? They had a 7 9 record, but because they played in the worst division in football in the NFC West, they won the division. And ultimately, got into the playoffs as a result. The Saints, who were the defending world champions, were 11-5. and five, Took a little step back that year, but they were still a really good team. Drew Brees, Marcus Colston, their defense was really good. Sean Payton was at one of the apexes of his Saints head coaching career. Probably the apex. I mean, they were the defending world champions. But they had to go on the road to the tough environment that was then at the time Quest Field. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember when, Seattle, when the Seattle Seahawks played at Quest Field now known as Lumen Field. Too many name changes. But anyway, Seattle won the game. And that was Pete Carroll's rookie season. They weren't that great of a team. But yet they were good enough to win that one game. And that kicked off a run where eventually eventually Seattle drafted Russell Wilson. Wilson led them to the playoffs eight times in ten seasons. Seattle's been to the playoffs ten times in the last 13 seasons there are not that many franchises that can say they've been in the playoffs 10 times in the last 13 seasons. I don't don't even think New England has. They missed in 2020. Well, they've been 11. Okay, fine. Seattle second with 10. I don't even know if Green Bay can say that. But my point is this. My point is this. I want the Bearcats to be like Seattle or the New Orleans Saints. Always relevant every single season. There was a poll in The Athletic, and this was four years ago. and I was amongst the NFL writers, and the question was, if you could leave the current city of the team you cover, where would you go? The number one option, the number one spot was Seattle. Rightfully so. Seattle is... Great fan base. Always relevant. And first off, it never gets... I don't think from what I've seen, gets that cold up there. Why wouldn't you want to go there? So again, if the Bearcats have a down season, Seattle was 7-9 that year. I mean, they weren't great, but they still won the division. But... The point is the fact that if the Bearcats, let's say this year, are six and six, seven and five, that'd be like going seven and nine, but you'd still be playing in a bowl game and a good bowl game at that. Don't fault. like the Seahawks in two thousand eight. I think they were four and twelve the year after they went ten and six and won the NFC West for the fourth straight year. The Seahawks have been one of the NFL's most consistent franchises over the last twenty years. I mean, they have been really good. They've gotten solid quarterback play. They've had great receivers, good defenses. That's what I want the Bearcats to be like. Very similar how the two teams' programs coincide and their successes. Bearcats went to the college football playoff, which in of itself, I mean, it's not winning the national championship, but it's the next best thing. Seattle won a Super Bowl. Both teams have peaked. Both teams are led by household names, Luke Fickle and Pete Carroll, respectively. And also before Pete Carroll, it was Mike Holmgren, who is one of the best head coaches of his generation. So be like that Be like that. Be like Seattle. Be like New Orleans and Sean Payton. All right, coming up, game times were announced for three of the Bearcats' first five games of the season. I'll get into those, and I'll break some news as well next on Locked on Bearcats. Game times announced for the Cincinnati Bearcats season. September 2nd against Eastern Kentucky, 3-30 kick from Nippert Stadium, historic Nippert Stadium, excuse me. Bearcats will then host Miami, Ohio. How about this? Battle for the Victory Bell at Nippert Stadium at night, 7 o'clock kick on Saturday, September the 16th, and then they will travel out to BYU Friday, September 29th. That is a 10-15 Eastern Time kick on ESPN. I can live with those times. Look, plain. I mean, the Bearcats are going to be on ESPN Plus against EKU. No problem with that. It's the Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. It's also going to be that way when they play Miami. Big 12 now on ESPN Plus. No problem with that. They'll be on ESPN Friday night at BYU. That's a conference, that's a Big 12 conference game on a Friday night at 10-15. Really good. And yeah, we're going to have to stay up late unless we go to Salt Lake City, which i might or might not do that. But what I'm saying is I don't mind those times. 3.30 kicks are great. You don't have to be up for noon. You can sleep in on Saturday. You can go out to dinner after the game. And then 10.15, you can be at the bar late night, can watch the game. The Bengals play in Nashville that Sunday. So, and, and here's what you do. Here's what you do. If you if you want to double dip, Maybe maybe I'll do this with some of you. You go to Nashville, that Friday, That Friday, you drive down, and then it's 9-15 kick. So that'd be cool. Now, here's what we're going to do. During the football season, every game, and I, this is how I'm going to do the post-game recaps. So I'm going to post them directly after the game. And that's going to be for Monday's show. So then I'm technically off until Tuesday. But after every game, we're going to have a live room. On YouTube, recapping the game. And I'm going to have select guests join me. And if you've watched or listened to the show before, you know those will probably include Neil Meyer, Russ Heltman, Zach and Sean. Maybe we'll try and get a, a, a beat writer or two on there. And we're also going to have, hopefully, something really cool for you. And how you can contribute to those live shows. That's going to be fun. So looking forward to that. So 3.30 Kicks. The games will end up probably 7, post-game stuff will end around 7.30. So we'll go to 9 o'clock on those days. And then BYU, well, Miami is at 7, so we'll probably go from 11 to midnight on that. BYU is at 10.15. You're probably looking at that game ended at 2.15 a.m. Uh, Do we go 2.15 a.m. to 3 a.m.? Maybe. But I like those times. Just please ensure Oklahoma's a night game. Heck, maybe even bring college game day. First Big 12 game and you're playing Oklahoma. Hopefully ESPN just listen to what I just said. I'm back tomorrow to round out the week, and then we're down to three days a week starting next week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays when I'll be posting episodes for Lockdown Americas, which, of course, is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Free and available wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube, if that's where you watch us there. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an A-T-I. Instagram, alexfrankton underscore, and then email alex3frank at gmail.com. Back tomorrow here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast. Network your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs, and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.